Hey everyone, my name is Shine Hines, and I'm here with Shy Pod Shuffle, a weekly music review where I pick a genre and I just talk about it. So this week we're going with pop music. Pop music is everything that people want it to be. It produces the highest number of hits, it's upbeat, it has common themes, and it appeals to just about everybody, which is the whole point of it. You can dance to it, you can listen to the lyrics, and they can be meaningful, it can be slow, it can be quick, it can be upbeat, it can be a low beat, it can be just about anything that you want it to be. It's usually repetitive, usually has a rhythmic element that stands out to listeners. You can hear it in concerts, you can hear it on headphones, you can listen to it while you're in the shower, you can sing it in your car. It even has so many subgenres: power pop, pop rock, psychedelic pop, indie pop, country pop, Latin pop, and so much more. This is absolutely one of my favorite genres. Definitely be in my top probably three. So to start off, we're going to look at the Billboard Hot 100 top five songs in pop music. First and foremost, the top song is going to be Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. This song has spent 12 weeks on chart and has had a peak position of one, where it still is. So just a little bit of background, Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello are dating and they have this really weird relationship apparently. They had this really awkward kissing video that they posted on some live stream somewhere that I saw on my Twitter feed after waking up one morning, and it was really cringy, but that's beside the point. The song is pretty catchy. It's something I would really expect out of both of the two. It's a little more poppy uh, for Shawn Mendes, other than what I've heard from him before, but it's very Camille Cabello. So the song is really relationshipy. You know, the lyrics say, I love it when you call me senorita. I wish I could pretend I didn't need ya. So... Those lyrics right there are just a nod to the fact that the whole song is going to be about relationships and couples, you know, not wanting to be around each other, but can't helping to be around each other. And that's pretty much how the song is. The video, however, is pretty much the exact same thing. It starts off with Camille meeting Sean at a restaurant, and he's in a street band, and after she gets off work... He meets her outside, and they drive off into the night and do what they do, which is dancing, and then going back to her room. And that's exactly what I would expect from this. So, next up, at number two, we have Truth Hurts by Lizzo. This song has spent 15 weeks on the chart and has been at peak position number two, but it definitely deserves that number one better than Senorita, in my opinion. This song is the embodiment of female empowerment. It just speaks wonders about not needing men, and even if you do have boy problems, it's the human in you, as the lyrics say. The lyrics are just everything they should be for this song. Why men great till they gotta be great? Or, yes, I got boy problems, that's the human in me. The song I personally heard from Someone Great, the movie that was on Netflix, that is also all about female empowerment and needing your friends after a bad breakup. Every girl that I know right now knows all these words. Half the guys I know know all the words to this song and are jamming out every single time they hear it. Lizzo just recently performed at Music Midtown in Atlanta, and I heard that was damn good. I didn't get to see it, but it is what it is. And however, last but not least, the music video for this song just isn't for me, honestly. The music video is about a wedding, and it looks a little messy, and it's just kind of thrown together, and to me, it doesn't exactly portray what the song is. She kind of lost me in the video, but the song is still on probably my top 25 most played on Apple Music right now. I listen to it 
probably once a day, and if I'm not listening to it, I'm singing it in my head or with someone else. And at number three this week, we have I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. This song, while it's catchy, the beat's pretty good, it's just not really for me. It's a little too poppy for Ed Sheeran. It's kind of fitting for Justin Bieber. I would definitely pin him as being on this song, at least featured, as he is. But it's just not exactly the type of music that I like, honestly. Truth be told, however, I haven't listened to a ton of Ed Sheeran since the Multiply album. I didn't like Divide. There was just a couple songs that I was really a fan of. I feel like he's starting to lose his voice a little bit, but that's just my opinion on that. The music video, however, is actually really fun. I like the music video much better than I like the actual song. The music video is just really them doing things in front of a green screen, and it looks like the editor just had a blast with whatever he got to do with this video. The two are seen wearing panda costumes and ice cream cone costumes and riding on motorcycles and sitting in restaurants poorly edited. And honestly, it just looks so fun, and it looks like they both had a great time actually filming it, which is all it's about. Next up, at number four, we have Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. This song is an absolute bop. I hated it at first, though. This song has been 21 weeks on the chart and has been at peak position one. However, it's back down at number four. This song is just absolutely so catchy. I don't know if it's the beat. I don't know if it's her voice, because I just adore her voice. But I have not stopped listening to this song. It's right up there with Truth Hurts For Me, where I probably listen to it once a day on my way to class, just jamming out. This music video is crazy, though. There's just so many weird things happening. She's got a nosebleed at the beginning. It's pouring on her white shirt, just like the song. Um, there's some dad bods in there. Her riding a tricycle and doing some weird things in this room with a circle in it I don't even know but to me it's still very her it's something that I would expect her to produce and the best part about this song though is that drop at the very end the last what 15 20 seconds of the song are more her than the entire song in my opinion that drop where it gets the bass gets deep her voice gets deeper and the lyrics get a little more like powerful like a little more independent a little more female empowered I guess and that be drop it's just exactly her it's so similar to you should see me in a crown and other songs like that that she's produced before to me it's not absolutely her best song but it's so popular and people just absolutely love it Billie Eilish also performed at Music Midtown recently and from my what I heard she was fantastic and I hope I get to see her in concert at some point because that would be super fun Next up at number five, we have Talk by Khalid. This song has spent 26 weeks on the chart, and its peak position was number one. So it spent more time than any other song on the charts. This song is exactly what I would expect Khalid to produce. It's so catchy, the beats are so smooth, the just overall vibe of the song is exactly what I would expect Khalid to produce. He is such a great songwriter, producer, whatever you can call him. I just love everything that he produces. I have never really not liked a song that he's come out with. This one is truthfully one of my top favorites as well. 
it's something that I can stop singing. If it comes on, I'm going to be jamming out to it, whether I'm on the way to work, whether I'm at work listening to it, I'm on the way to class, whatever. It's fitting for my day, no matter where it is. The video, in addition, is just as smooth as the song is. It's got this great flow because it's surrounded by different color like blocks and there's dancers and him and him against a wall with a dancer on the other side of the wall and the video just edited and put together so smoothly. It's just so such a good comparison with the song. It's such an on-brand thing for him and I hope he continues to produce music like this. So next up we're going to talk about some hot albums out right now. So if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that Taylor Swift finally released her seventh album, Lover, which also has a song titled Lover. This album is exactly how I remember Taylor Swift. To me, I loved Reputation. It was exactly what I need because I was also going through a breakup, but it wasn't as Taylor Swift as I've seen her be before. It was full of hip-hoppy, hard, I don't need love, I don't need you songs. But here we are, back with Lover, and it's all about love. It's about being in love. It's about loving love. And it's about everything about love, essentially. It's exactly how I remember Taylor Swift being from listening to her ever since she came out. Um, through reading a couple reviews and stuff, something at BuzzFeed really caught my eye. I'm sure everyone remembers the album Red that Taylor Swift came out with. This album had a little more, I'm going to say, emotional-based songs. Um, Red was really deep, All Too Well also deep, Everything Has Changed, featuring Ed Sheeran, which has been one of my favorite songs that Taylor Swift has ever released, and then also the classic song, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. And so that's when she was really going through her 20s, and it was filled with heartbreak and learning experiences, like BuzzFeed said. But here we are, where Taylor Swift's in her late 20s and her early 30s, and her songs feel like they're full of love and redemption of love, like BuzzFeed also said. There's a lot of songs that contain blue, like Cruel Summer, Lover, and Paper Rings. And so I guess you can say that now she's in her late 20s and early 30s, that her love is blue. And I'd like to think that that's Taylor Swift slowly but surely maturing, into who she's going to be for the rest of her life, probably. There's also songs in this album, like You Need to Calm Down, that I just am not the biggest fan of, honestly. It's catchy for the verses, but then we get to the chorus, and Taylor just loses me. I'm not a fan of the chorus. feels like it was meant for radio and not meant to be a meaningful song for Taylor Swift. However, my favorite song on this album is going to be Lover. The title song is absolutely my favorite one. It's so emotional, it's so deep, and like I said, it's going to be played at probably every wedding I go to for the next how many years until probably she comes out with another banger like this. So next we're going to talk about Ed Sheeran's number six collaborations album, and truth be told, this is just not a good album. Ed Sheeran's got some great features on here. He's got Chance the Rapper, he's got Chris Stapleton, he's got Bruno Mars, he's got Camille Cabello, he's got Khalid. But each song, I was just disappointed. I couldn't get through more than 30 seconds of a song without just feeling like Ed Sheeran has truly lost his voice. And it just makes me worried for what the Minus album is going to be. It still hasn't come out yet, 
we've got plus, we've got divide, we've got multiply, we still haven't got minus. And I just hope that he doesn't feature as many artists. I hope it's more him. And I know the featuring is part of the collaboration. It's the whole point of it. But it's just not him. None of these songs sound like what I would have expected him to come out with when I first heard Plus, which I know artists are supposed to grow. Just heading like this completely new direction. And like I said, I just hope that when we finally get Minus, that it's much different right now. However, it's going to be Miley Cyrus and Ariana Grande and Lana Del Rey's Don't Call Me Angel. This song is a bop. Man, it is... First off, it's three powerful women, Miley, Ariana, and Lana, who produce only great songs, great albums that I've always been a fan of. And then you put these three just super women together, and they produce a super song. The song is powerful, it's meaningful, it's female-empowered, and you don't even get to hear Lana until the nearly the end, where she just comes in with that raspiness, that low voice that is exactly her. All three of them got to produce this song where they each still had their own voice and didn't get to lose it through the whole thing. If you haven't heard it yet, definitely go listen to it. And lastly, we're going to talk about my favorites in pop. So I'm going to talk about one specific artist, and that's going to be Lady Gaga. I have been a fan of Lady Gaga through every album I've ever heard from her, starting with Poker Face and ending with her being on A Star Is Born. That has been how long I've been paying attention to Gaga. I swear I have not missed an album. I have not missed a top song. She, watching her grow in her music has been one of the coolest things to watch ever. I'm having the top hit Poker Face being so poppy and her to Million Reasons, which is such an emotional deep song that I listen to anytime I'm sad, to Just Dance, to Marry the Night, to Alejandro, to Telephone, to Remember uh, You This Way, to Edge of Glory, anything in between. Lady Gaga has always had songs that match every mood I'm in. She is absolutely my favorite artist in pop and probably my top five anywhere else. Her songs are just always deep, they're always her. I feel like she's never gone off brand of who she is. And the older she gets and the more she produces, the more her music represents her and who she is. Truthfully, my absolute favorite song by her is going to be You and I. The song, having Brian May on guitar, the almost like arena type moment in the song. It's just everything. I remember You and I... When it came out, I didn't have, like, a music app on my phone or iPod yet, so I remember I would take a shower at a very specific time of the night, and I'd have this little radio that I'd tune in to the local pop station 95.1, and I would sit in that shower for an hour waiting for you and I to come on so I could rock out and jam out in the shower in my natural habitat, and it it worked 75% of the time, but every time it did, it made my night way better, I slept better, I woke up feeling better the next day, and now that I have Apple Music, I can choose to rock out to that song in the morning, and it still equally influences my day, and it's still, to me, the 
best song that I've heard by her. And last but not least, if you are looking to go see some music live, we've got some cool concerts coming up soon in the area. Uh, Charlie XCX is going to be in Atlanta September 20th. B. Miller is going to be in Atlanta October 26th. And the Jonas Brothers are going to be in Duluth, Georgia November 19th. And if you're kind of into EDM, this weekend is the Imagine Music Festival at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Tickets are probably almost sold out, but if you'd like to go, I would definitely try. Tune in next week where we'll be talking about hip-hop and rap music, and I'll have a guest on to talk about future. Thanks for tuning in.